how we doing, traders? Welcome and welcome to the SPACs Attack, where we talk everything SPACs. So if you like the SPACs, definitely hit the like button down below. Hit the subscribe bell. If you're not subscribed, you're definitely doing something wrong because that's how you know when these videos go on first. All right, guys, let's go ahead and hit the like button. Uh, looks like we're seeing a couple chat, a uh, couple chat comments. Looks like people are liking the all day feed. Some people saying, does this increase likes? Uh, it actually hurts our likes. Um, but we're trying to get more uh, viewers staying on with us and staying with us the whole day. So definitely smash the like button, hit the subscribe bell and let's keep it going. Let's get into some spec headlines. You know, we got a lot to do today. I want to get to our South bracket of our March SPACness at the end of the show. And we also got a great interview today. Like always, guys, we, we've been reaching out to more executives, have a great interview today, uh, Evolve Technology. Uh, it's gonna be interesting, guys, so st stay tuned. That's gonna be around 11.15. Let's go ahead and let's get into what we always like to talk about first, which is our headlines. All right, guys. Yeah, let's dive into headlines. We've got an exciting show coming up, so won't waste any more time. So up first, we have CCIV, Churchill Capital 4, of course, merging with Lucid Motors. I do own shares of CCIV. Company was featured in an interview last night on Mad Money with Jim Cramer. Got a lot of love from CNBC over the last two days. Cramer is bullish on the company and has compared it to Tesla. Not a lot of new information out last night during that interview with CEO Peter Rawlinson from Lucid Motors, talking about this being a technology race um, for electric vehicles going forward. Uh, you know, really dove into maybe Apple entering the electric vehicle race and whether or not he saw Apple as competition. Um, you know, again, sees uh, Lucid and Tesla really as the big players with that technology. Uh, that they bring to the table in the EV market. Talked about the order book filling up nicely and then a confirmed plans that the company will start production in the second half of this year. So again, they, they plan to ramp production up to 85,000 vehicles in 2023. Expansion of that factory in Arizona will take it to 365,000 units annually. So shares were up yesterday. Looks like we're down today, um, you know, off of that Kramer bump yesterday. Another stock mentioned by Kramer last night was MP, so MP Materials. We've talked about it on the show for a long time. We had the CEO on um, not too long ago, um, you know, rare earth mining. So Kramer mentioned this stock during the lightning round called MP Materials, a terrific situation um, you know, given the current climate around rare earth mining in the U.S. So definitely keep MP on your watch if it is not already. We have FIII, which is the SPAC taking electric last mile public. So the company announced yesterday that they have reached 45,000 pre-orders and they remain on track to start production in the third quarter of this year. So keep an eye out on FIII, you know, as we complete that merger and really get into, um, you know, the, the future orders uh, going forward. This is a SPAC that still trades in the tens, um, you know, going into that vote. So definitely keep an eye out. We have SPCE Virgin Galactic. Uh, this is a SPAC that I own. Uh, got a buy rating and a price target of $50 last night. So shares were up after hours. 
Um, again, you know, this is one of those space stocks um, focusing right now on the passenger side of things. Um, but we'll see if they also dive into, you know, satellites and getting revenue from some of these countries, um, you know, sending people to space as well. So keep an eye out on SPCE with that, you, you know, bullish price target out there. And then we're watching sports betting companies this week. So we have March Madness starting uh, tomorrow with those play-in games at night. So the SPACs, we have GNOG, Golden Nugget Online. We have RSI, Rush Street Interactive. DMYD, Genius Sports, and DKNG, Giraffe Kings. Um, you know, there wasn't March Madness last year. Uh, looks like this year uh, I saw a new note out from Play USA talking about how this is going to be the most bet on sporting event ever. Um, you know, of course, it's spread out over 60 games, but that estimate is for $1 to $1.5 billion bet. Um, the one that I'm really keeping an eye out on is DMYD, as Genius Sports has the exclusive deal with the NCAA for the sports data to provide to those sports betting companies for live in-game betting. So keep an eye out on all the sports betting stocks this week. I think we're going to see some record-breaking numbers over the weekend. Um, so we'll have more on that you know, as we go throughout this week and into next week. We do have two SPACs that completed their merger. So we have NBAC uh, reporting that shareholders approved their business deal with uh, Nuve Corp. That is a vehicle to grid charging company. So keep an eye out on NBAC. And then we have ROCH, that merger with PeerCycle approved. New ticker is going to be PCT. Um, you know, another SPAC to watch in that sustainability field going forward. Um, shares are over $26. This was a well-received, um, you know, SPAC. Definitely keep an eye out. I know it's on my watch list going forward. And then we have a new sports ETF out from our friends at Round Hill Investments, the same team that brought us bets, the sports betting ETF, B-E-T-Z, and NERD, N-E-R-D, um, a esports and entertainment, and also subs, S-U-B-Z, a streaming ETF. So Roundhill launched MVP today, ticker MVP. This is a company or an ETF that's going to invest in sports teams, uh, sports leagues, uh, companies associated with the sports apparel market. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I got to write an article about it this morning um, to announce that new ETF and then also want to share that there are several SPACs already in the fund's holdings. So we have RBAC, SEAH, uh, PUCU, SPTKU, and AKIC. I do own shares of uh, PUCU, the units. Um, so full disclosure there. But it's nice to see, you know, these pre-SPAC deals getting an entry here in this new ETF. Um, so keep an eye out. You know, we could see some movement with some of these uh, sports SPACs going forward. And then our movers yesterday, we had FTCV up 43% on that eToro announced deal, BRPA up 11%, CCIV up 8%, and LOAC up 8%. And as we turn to our calendar, the thing I want to note is, of course, Lordstown Motors, ticker RIDE, reported earnings tonight after close. I do own shares of RIDE. And we'll be excited to hear what they have to say. As again, remember, they were the target of that short report last week. So keep an eye out on RIDE and how it trades today. That's what I've got uh, for you today, Mitch. 
All right, all right. Hey, guys, like I said in the chat, definitely smash the like for Chris's cat. That's the man. He definitely looked like he liked one of those stocks. I heard him meow. I, that, that, that gets me excited. I'm going to take a look at that one just because what's your what's your cat's name? We, we got to know it. We got to give it a name. It's so the mascot was, for the show. That was Owen. Owen. Yep. There you and go. That's I, Owen, I think, baby. I think he was a fan of those sports backs. So, hey, uh, you know, maybe my man's should, watching uh, March Madness. On, uh, RBAC, SEAH, and uh, Puck U, and those other ones. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it looks like Owen filled out his bracket and, and he's excited <laughs> to go. So, I can't blame him. He probably got, he, he caught our show yesterday on the March Spackness. So, definitely smash the like button, guys. We're having a good time. We're going to get into our interview in a second here in about five minutes here. But let's go ahead and let's take a look at our watch list, see what's moving, see what we got up, see what we got down, see if there's any opportunities out there. All right, guys, going to go ahead and pull up the watch list here. Let's see what we find, see what we got moving here. Um uh, Oh, looks like uh, I'm seeing report at the bottom. I mean, this doesn't really have anything to do with it, but it looks like uh, Chairman oh. Powell no longer to speak today. Interesting. Hmm. He, oh, it, it looks like it says 11.55 Thursday. So it's looking like they're going to switch it around, pull it back on us, pull a, pull a little change there. But let's take a look at what's up today, guys, see what we see moving. All right, so first things first, we're going to take a look at CIIC. Of course, this is a, a company we've already had on the show. Great interview. If you didn't catch it, guys, Arrival. Let's take a look here. I love this kind of weekly uh, candle here. Definitely some strength after that $20 dip. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on this one. They've been doing a lot of work overseas. Um, I, I like this one just because it, it does have that international exposure. One thing I'm really focusing on EV is how is our exposure internationally and how are these companies going to make money, not just in the United States, but elsewhere. All right. So another one that we could take a look is Clever Leaves here. Clever Leaves. Can't blame it. Bouncing off that 13. We talked about this 12 support. Let's see if it continues to hold. I would look for one more test down towards that 12 before getting in, but it definitely looks like it's leveling out there, 14s and 12s. Uh, let's keep rolling through. Is there any news on Clever, or is it just coming up based off of that support? I think what? it's just based on that support and the continuation of the the cannabis um, you know, trade and people looking for, for companies in that market. So, you know, the thing I'm seeing there, Mitch, is CIIC. CLVR and MP, all movers today in the top five. Those were all companies that we had CEOs on SPACs attack. So, yep. you know, if, if you're not tuning in, you're missing out on getting some of that uh, background information and due diligence coming directly from the companies. So, and as we said, another exciting interview today. Yeah, guys. So one that is interesting to me, and I'm going to keep an eye on it, is this Roth uh, Capital here. Um, let's take a look at the daily chart, see how it's moving. We got about two minutes to our interview here, but let's take a look. You know, th this one came down all the way towards about low of 1564 when we had that downturn, and we're already back up to 2644, showing that investors really kind of uh, they enjoyed seeing that thing down there and, and probably stepped up and, and got some buys in. Now it's going to be interesting if we can get over 28. You see multiple resistance tests here. 
Um, you got it on the 8th of February. You tried to get it on the 19th of February, the day right after that, the 22nd. It's trying to get above that. Let's see how that level reacts when it gets there, and we'll keep an eye on this one. What's up with this one, Chris? Yeah, so they completed that merger. This is a plastics recycling company. Um, you know, this one's real interesting, again, in that recyclables and sustainability going forward. They have some proprietary technology from Procter & Gamble. And so uh, P&G is also a partner with them, uh, as well as Total, L'Oreal, and BMW. So some big blue chip names. Um, you know, so going forward, they're really going to be a key player in the plastics uh, sustainability field. All right, guys. Well, you guys heard it here, guys. Definitely stick with us, guys. We're going to keep working hard to bring you more SPACs and, and unlocking these. Um, let me take a look quickly and see what, what's the biggest kind of down move here. And wouldn't you know it? CCIV, guys. CCIV. Uh, hey, hey, I've been kind of warned about uh, about that, you know, that, that kind of following – you know, uh, I'm just seeing a bunch of people on Twitter. They just keep trying to pump and pump this stock, um, regardless if it's going to go up or down. Um, it's definitely going to have some volatile times uh, going up and down. As you guys see it today, it uh, looked like it was going to get that Kramer pump. I think people bought it a little bit prior because the news was out a little bit early that it was going to be on Mad Money. And when that happens, I think people try to load the boat a little bit early and, and you see in the turnaround today. I'm going to be keeping an eye on this one to see if it can hold on a downturn towards 24 and 20. If for any reason it does crack below those numbers, I would definitely get interested on this chart. I don't have any problem with the look on Lucid Motors. Now, one thing I do have is when will the revenues come and when's the valuation meet kind of where it is right now. We're talking about a, a company that's not selling, you know, thousands of vehicles a day. So keep your eyes on these. Let's let's see where it balances out and, and where we can get another support test. We had a big test here at, near the 20s on March 5th. We'll see if it gets down to those levels again. Yeah, Mitch, I think you're spot on. Kramer mentioned this one on Monday that or that they were going to appear on the show Tuesday night. So Investors had two full trading days um, to really get into this one before that Mad Money episode. So you saw Monday and Tuesday, CCIV was up decent both days. And then I think today we're seeing, you know, the, the sell-off and people taking profits that front-loaded that interview. And, and like you said, and I do own CCIV, it, it's about the future. Um, I think we're going to have, you know, just some trading patterns for the next year because they're not going to have cars out for a while still. So, so this one is going to be, you know, to me, more of a long-term investment, um, you know, because we're not going to see revenue for, for a little bit still. Yeah, that's what I'm going to be focusing on is the revenue. When, when it's going to come in, um, is this going to be in kind of 2021, 2022? Or are we looking further out to 2025? That's really when I'm starting to see that I think the EV uh, kind of demand is going to meet the supply also. Um, I'm looking at, you know, that kind of that 2025 being that real transition where you're just seeing in, in let's say in the parking lots, I think you're going to start seeing by 2025, 80% of the vehicles being electric. So it's going to be interesting to, to see the trend continue to grow. All right, Chris, let's get into what everyone's been waiting for. So let's get into our interview today. Super excited to have these guests on. Let's go ahead and bring them on. 
All right, guys, super excited. Another exclusive interview here on SPACs Attack with Benzinga. Today we have Peter George, the CEO of Evolve, and Kevin Charlton, the CEO of Newhold Investment. That ticker is NHIC. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thanks very much, guys. Glad to be here. Thanks, guys. Welcome, welcome. Well, uh, like we do always, I'll have Chris start off with some questions and I'll be back with some of my own. All right, perfect, guys. So going to try to, uh, you know, tailor these questions to each of you, but feel free to add commentary, um, you know, to any of the questions from both of you. So, okay. so first, I'm going to start with um, Peter here. So the, the question we always like to ask is, you know, why choose a SPAC to go public over a traditional IPO? Yeah, thanks, Chris. So um, we're obviously considering doing an IPO, but we knew that kind of certainty to capital and timing was critical uh, for the company. And as you know, we're the leader in touchless security screening. And as people begin to reimagine opening back up um, post-vaccine, um, people want to do it in a safe and frictionless way, and that's happening now. So certainty and time to get to market, to fully capitalize the company and bring our technology at this moment to the most important venues in the world to help them open up, we thought was really important. And the SPAC vehicle, obviously, the efficiency of that, the predictability of that, and the timing of that, it was just a perfect vehicle for us. So we're thrilled to be partnering with Newhold for that to happen. Perfect. And so, Kevin, we, we turn to you. So, you know, lots of SPACs out here, lots of private companies. I'm sure you looked at, you know, a, a multiple number of different private companies. What were some of the key factors that really set Evolve apart and led to that decision to choose them with NHIC here? Yeah, no, thanks, Chris. We um, when we launched NHIC last summer, um, our focus was industrial technology, and <clears throat> we were pretty specific. We were looking for a merger partner who had a defensible uh, technology transforming an existing industry. We weren't interested in a science project. We wanted somebody who uh, who could use the capital from a SPAC transaction to accelerate growth um, <clears throat> and expand their, their presence in their market. Evolve really is exactly that. Um, and... <clears throat> excuse me, as we dug in and started doing customer interviews, it was really encouraging how enthusiastic everybody was. Um, the, main, the starting point is the technology works. So for those who aren't familiar with Evolve, you walk straight through uh, the Evolve system. You don't stop. You don't form a single file line. You don't have to take things out of your pocket or your backpack. It's a completely different customer experience. Now, my ne our next question was, does it work? I mean, it, it looks so convenient. We initially were a little skeptical. It catches more threats more quickly, more accurately with fewer false positives than a traditional metal detection system. Um, and then when we talk to the customers, it, it reduces cost by up to 70%. It's 10 times faster, so you need a lot less real estate. That means a lot less staff. Um, so when you can have the combination of better experience, more accurate, safer, and less expensive, um, it immediately rose to the to the top of our pile. We've got about 40 criteria that we grade uh, green, yellow, red, and Evolve uh, had only had one red, so so it moved to the top pretty quickly. Awesome, uh, great insight there on the company, Peter. I'm sure you love hearing you know those reasons as well. Um, I I want to ask uh, maybe both of you here. So 
one of the things that jumps out, um, you know, with this deal is some of the names attached to the pipe and attached to Evolve. So we have, you know, Bill Gates as an investor. And then in that pipe, we have some athletes, um, some recognizable names, you know, Peyton Manning, uh, Andre Agassi, Steffi Graf, Joe Torre. Um, can you maybe, uh, let's start with you, Peter. Can you maybe speak to some of these, uh, you know, big names attached to this deal and what it means for the company? Sure. So first of all, let me start with Evolve Technology is absolutely thrilled with the investor syndicate that we have kind of coming uh, coming with us going public. So the fact that, you know, Bill Gates, uh, Jeb Bush, Lux Capital, DCVC, General Catalyst, these are some of the most amazing investors and people that care deeply about our mission and about making the world a safer place. So we're thrilled about that. And then obviously, you know, coming public and having uh, recognizable athletes, sports athletes that care so deeply about making sure that when people come back to watch their favorite sports teams or their favorite athletes, that they can come back safely. Peyton Manning, Theo Epstein, Joe Torre, Andre Agassi and Steffi, these are these are names that they recognize because they're athletes, how important it is for people to know they can come and enjoy a sporting event, but do it in a safe way. And given the what we've gone through in the pandemic, everyone knows now that, you know, security's changed permanently. And as people come back to gather again, the, the proxy uh, is going to be that people can come back safely in a frictionless way. And the athletes that, that I just mentioned all recognize how important that is to bring people back to venues. So we're thrilled that we can provide at Evolve Technology that, that safety element. And we're thrilled to have uh, these great celebrities, these great athletes, and these great investors part of the company now and, and long into the future. And, and Kevin, uh, just following up on that, how important, you know, to get some of these names attached to this SPAC deal? Yeah, look, I think it, the, um, the, the high-profile athletes that you mentioned, they, they were um, introduced to the opportunity late in our pipe process. We were thrilled that they were inspired um, by what Evolve offered. Um, and to Peter's point, they certainly understand um, how critical – uh, security is at those venues. I, I would say, from our perspective, we were probably initially um, very encouraged and more encouraged by the the current investors, um, and then also our pipe process was was very smooth. Um, it took a week. Uh, we we had twenty five meetings. We were we were two x oversubscribed, which allowed us to upsize. Um, Evolve has really good applications for the excess cash from, from the upsized pipe, as well as the proceeds we anticipate from the trust. Um, I'm a sports fan, so uh, and a big uh, Peyton Manning, uh, despite being a Yankee fan, a lot of respect <laughs> for Theo Epstein and what he's accomplished at the Red Sox and the Cubs. Um, Andre Agassi, Steffi Graf, they're all... Looks like we um, might have lost a little Kevin there for a second. There, there, you're back. We, we lost you there for a second, Kevin. If you want to finish up, you, oh, you want to. Apologies. Yeah, no. I, I was just saying, as a sports fan, it was, it was really exciting to have those names in. They were not an initial, an initial focus, but it was terrific to, to, to have them. Yeah, I know we're all excited, you know, to get back to sporting events. So, so Peter, just give us a little bit. Again, some people watching may not be familiar with Evolve. Um, Mitch put that video up on the screen. So the touch list. 
technology, but kind of walk us through what Evolve is all about and how it can help some of these large sporting venues um, and businesses. Yeah. So we're the world leader, Chris, in touchless security screening. And the idea here is that we have the technology that can identify threats at the pace of life, meaning as people walk into an entryway, into a stadium, into a performing arts venue, we can screen for threats uh, and let everyone else who's not carrying a threat come in. And as you might imagine, the old technology today is actually metal detectors and they're looking for metal. We're all I think carrying we might metal. have lost Peter there for a second there. All right. Well, as we get him back, um, he looks like we were mentioning here, and I'll put on the screen here, the investor deck here and, and touchless security screening. So he's touching a little bit about how when you come in, uh, you know, as you see these workers coming in with their hands tied, coffee cups in their hand. Go ahead and explain a little bit more for us, Peter. Yeah. Guys, can you hear me now? Yeah, we got yes, you. Yes, we can. Great. Thank you. Right. So uh, actually, this is a picture of uh, the Moscone Center in San Francisco. We were processing 550,000 technology users. They're walking through the venue with all the things that they normally carry. And as you can see, coming through and not breaking stride, just walking into the venue freely. Uh, and then we have a picture of our tablet. If there is a threat that the technology sees, we quickly identify the threat. We box it. So it's easy to resolve. The person gets moved to the side and everybody can flow in. So we're using artificial intelligence and advanced sensors to do this. And we flip the model upside down. Instead of um, assuming that everyone has a threat until they prove they don't. And of course, that creates lots of lines and people have to touch your stuff. We flip the model and we use artificial intelligence to identify the, the needle in the haystack. If there's a threat, we can find it. If there's not a threat, the people can flow in. So you can imagine coming back to you know a, a professional football game where 80,000 people have to get into their seats in two hours. It's a really hard problem to solve uh, with the old technology. With our system, people can flow right in. Um, we're gonna pull people aside if they're carrying a threat, but everybody else gets to go into their seat without breaking stride. And instead of standing in the line angry when the whistle goes off, they're actually in their seat. They've probably bought some food. So the revenue goes up for the stadium and they're ready to, to enjoy the game. So we think our technology is absolutely critical to helping the world open up again. And as I said, with people now wanting to come back and gather again and see their favorite teams and performing arts venues and their favorite athletes, with Evolve in, in their entryway, they now they, they can do it safely in a frictionless way, but also in a touchless way. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll let Chris add on a little bit more about the stadium touch, but um, I definitely, what interested me was right off the way of not putting stuff down. I mean, in, in this kind of environment with COVID and, and really being concerned uh, about bacteria, you don't want to be putting things down 30 different times as you're going into the building, let alone as you get to the office. So uh, I, I definitely like that aspect of, of being able to keep your your belongings in your hands and not having to put them down. Right. Mitch, the, the one thing that I didn't mention, but one to, is because we're an AI software-based company, we're able to add threats rapidly. And so um, eight months ago, one of our customers said, hey, COVID-19 has weaponized people. 
can you add elevated body temperature to the threats that you see? So in 60 days, we were able to add that as well. So as people come through our system, we can screen for all kinds of weapons, guns, bombs, and large tactical knives. We can also screen for COVID-19 if our customers choose that feature. So we're really pleased about that because, you know, people want to come into venues going forward and know that any kind of threat uh, is left at the door. But I also want to make the important point that, yes, we can help the world open up and, yes, we can help people coming back. But also, you know, security screenings change forever now. Um, digital transformation has been accelerated by everybody. Um, and when people come back, they want to come back in a new way. And they don't want to stand in a line anymore. Uh, they want to come back and use technology as a way to create a frictionless and safe experience. And we have that. So post-COVID-19, you know, we want to eliminate lines. We want to eliminate touching. People want to come back and they want to come back in a safe way. And we have the ability to do that. So we, we, we think long term, this is a game changer technology and the new normal for how people will gather and crowds will gather in the future, both in stadiums for sporting events, but at performing arts venues, going into school, right? Every place where groups of people go, they ought to be able to come in without breaking stride. We like to call it democratizing security, right? The, the experience is second to none. Their security posture goes way up so they know wherever they're going into, they're safe. And then we have a subscription software model. Um, so it's really easy to deploy and easy to pay for. So it can be affordable for everybody. Perfect, Peter. Yeah, I know that was one of the things I was going to dive into is, you know, the the health screening. And I also saw, you know, digital ticketing also mentioned in the presentation. Um, I, I'm going to circle back to you. I'm going to go to Kevin here. So, you know, deals already signed by Evolve with, you know, Six Flags Entertainment, the, the Cubs, the White Sox, Manchester City. When, when you really evaluate this company, you know, and you see, you know, deals like that in place and then also the growth opportunities with the biometrics, you know, what jumps out to you, Kevin, in terms of, you know, the, the growth going forward for a company like Evolve? Yeah, I think it's a great question, Chris. So, so the starting point is whenever you talk to the people who run security at the, the venues you mentioned, the first thing they, they talk about is safety and, and sta safety of the crowd. Yeah, they're concerned about cost. Yeah, they're concerned about the customer, the, the visitor experience, but their focus is on safety. So it was really validating to us as investors that, that people with that focus had thoroughly, thoroughly evaluated the system and were thrilled with it. Really, really effusive about uh, Evolve and the impact. The thing that we get excited about in the market is if you think about the, the any venue concerned about a mass casualty event, and unfortunately, that's a lot of different places. That can include hospitals, offices, post office, schools, unfortunately, a lot of different places beyond venues and, and sports stadiums. They're trying to balance three things. What's the size of the risk? How much does it cost and how does it impact the, the operations of whatever the venue is? The beauty of Evolve is it addresses all three. It's significantly improved safety. It has, a, it has zero impact on, on the experience uh, and it's, it's very affordable. So what that means is you can bring safety into places where it doesn't make sense today and make them more able uh, to be protected from a mass casualty event. So in other words, the market's enormous because the big opportunity is places that don't have any today. 
And Evolve will make those places safe. If I could add to that. Um, of course. Kevin said, bring it into places that it doesn't make sense. Safety makes sense everywhere, right? The problem is prior to Evolve, the only available technology to make your venue safe was an 80-year-old metal detector that's looking for metal, but not looking for threats. And because of that, it created lines and an untenable situation. So as Kevin mentioned, many of the customers and venues out there chose not to do that because the trade-off was a terrible customer experience. Again, by using advanced sensors and artificial intelligence, we completely changed that, right? So now those venues that can have a technology that can let their visitors, fans or employees come back in a frictionless way. So now again, we can make security uh, and venue safety democratized. All right, guys. So one thing I wanted to add, and, and I'll go ahead and let me remove this banner here, but uh, definitely one of the things that really stood out to me is, and I think it's just not focused on right now because of the pandemic, but it should be a major focus, is safeties in schools and, and how this really can help solve an issue that was present for like the last 20 years, you know, we, we've been seeing kind of the violence that has gone on in schools and it's an unfortunate event, but definitely something that we want to be uh, feeling safe, that we send our kids to safe schools. So can you explain a little bit more about that, Peter? And then I'll let you yeah. uh, add a little bit of, on that, Kevin. Yeah, thanks, Mitch. I mean, that's a really great, uh, important vertical uh, to be talking about. And, you know, we should never have another Sandy Hook we should never have another Parkland ever again. That's one of our missions as a company is to make the world a safer place to live, work, learn, and play. And the learn part is at a minimum, we ought to be able to let our kids go to school and not have to worry about an active shooter. And Kevin knows this because I've said it before, but I have a daughter who's a, a second grade teacher in an inner city school. And on the second day of school, she's teaching the kids to, how to hide under a desk from an active shooter, right? We need to do better than that. So schools is one of those verticals that our mission maps to perfectly, right? Which is how do we let kids go to school and be safe and worry about learning and not worry about anything else? So today we have several schools that are using our technology. As you know, Jeb Bush is a big investor in the company. He's the, the school governor, if you will. Um, so this is a really important vertical for us and matches perfectly to our, our, our mission. And we hope over the, the coming years that all schools will consider putting our technology in and letting kids go there so they can learn in a safe way. So it's absolutely an important vertical one. And again, matches our, our mission in a really important and, uh, and, and relevant way. Yeah, and to kind of expand that, Kevin, um, my question to you would be more long. Was this kind of one of those verticals that really kind of attracted you to this company, not just only, um, you know, kind of uh, events and kind of different concerts and, and stadiums, but the school aspect? Um, it's a great question, Mitch. So one question we like to ask in our early diligence, we're talking to a lot of high growth companies is they they've managed to hire very talented employees and so one of the questions we like to ask is to you know the, these kind of employees you had choices why did you join evolve every one of them started with the mission that was what inspired them to join evolve and what inspired us frankly 
Um, and so part of this transaction, we're creating a public benefit corporation that we're funding with 15% of the sponsor promote, a subject you guys understand well. Um, and I'm contributing all of my board compensation to that, that vehicle as well to allow places that couldn't otherwise afford the evolved system to afford it. Um, one thing that demonstrates how sincerely the management team believes in the mission of the company is that they asked if they could contribute their salary, their compensation to that as well. Um, so look, we all have the chance to, to, to do business, make money, find a deal. It's really exciting when you can do it with something where it, it really is going to make a difference. P people are, are going to be safer because of Evolve. Perfect. So uh, Peter, I want to turn to you a little bit about the, the growth going forward, one of the things that jumped out to me from that investor presentation is a new subscription-based software as a service product. Mm -hmm. um, you know, talking about charging two thousand to three thousand per system per month with forty-eight months contracts and the first twelve months paid in advance. So, so what's the the story here, and how does Evolve really transition to a, a, a SaaS company going forward? Right. Um, so we already have, right? So we, we offer, the only way you can get our technology is to get it for four years and to pay for it monthly. You pay four times, which is the beginning of every year, but the, the, the price is about $2,000 a month per month uh, for the 48 months. And the thing that we're really uh, pleased about is nobody has a problem signing up for 48 months. Right. I come from the cyber world where these were normally annual ACV contracts. And then you had to get them to renew every year. In our case, when people make a decision to put security in their entryway and there's a physical thing there that our, our uh, Cortex AI software sits on top of, then they're happy to do it for multiple years. Um, so, so they do. So we have a really great model. Every one of our customers signs up for four years. Um, it's either a subscription purchase where you buy the, the sensor system and then you get a four-year subscription on top of that, or you can get it just as a four-year subscription. And it makes it really easy for them uh, to deploy because there's not a big front app um, cost to put the systems in. They just start paying monthly uh, and automatically they have uh, their security posture dramatically increased. So we're really pleased about that. And again, back to democratizing security, cost shouldn't be an issue anymore, right? Because now it's so affordable to make your venue safe. Everyone will want to do it. And it's going to be a key element as people begin to open up to get uh, visitors and spectators and employees back. They're going to want to come back in a frictionless way. Now we make it affordable for them to come back and for businesses to open and thrive. And we, we thrill, feel thrilled, but also privileged to be in the middle of helping venues do that. Perfect. So, um, you know, uh, Kevin, I guess ask you first here about financials. You know, again, part of the SPAC process, you know, is doing that due diligence, really looking at, you know, the growth opportunities. So, you know, in that investor presentation, we have, you know, revenue estimates of 20.2 million for 2021. And then we get all the way up to 595 million in 2025. You know, what stood out to really be able to hit that, that large growth going forward for the financials? 
Yeah, so the things um, that stuck out for us, honestly, were the, 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 the current gross margins. This is a product that is profitable today. This isn't something that where we have to develop a technology. It's not something where we have to revise a pricing model, work on a supply chain. It's profitable today and significantly profitable today. The second thing that was the primary focus was validating the total addressable market, the TAM. And um, the more work we did on that, and, and you know, as with hopefully most SPACs, we do really thorough due diligence. Um, and we were really encouraged that um, if, if anything, um, the, the, uh, we think the projections, the team might have been a little bit conservative, which is good. Um, and then the other thing is we, we haven't spoken much about this, but the strategic partnership with Motorola, who is also an investor in the pipe, um, it is a very significant avenue to growth. So, yeah, they're aggressive projections, but it's a big market. It's the leader in that market. The system works. It's affordable. It's very profitable today. Um, so, yeah, we, we feel we feel actually pretty excited about the projections. Awesome. Peter, anything to add on the, the financial projections? Again, you know, we see with SPACs, you know, you're able to forecast going forward, you know, unlike a traditional IPO, you know, what, what really takes us to that, that 500 plus million dollar uh, total in 2025? Yeah. Look, there's a, an awful lot of demand out there for venues to be safe, particularly now as people come back from the pandemic and everyone's rethinking and reimagining opening up. Everyone wants to do it in a, in, a, in, a, in a new way. And it has to be safe, it has to be touchless, uh, and it has to be frictionless. So we think the opportunity is huge. We're, there's tremendous demand in the market today. Uh, we're investing in, and, and you know, by going public and raising this capital, we can invest in organic growth, so hiring new sales and marketing people in geography, both in North America, but across the globe uh, to be evangelists for the company. And then of course, you know, we have these amazing channel partners. Kevin mentioned Motorola, big strategic partner. They have global scale and reach that really will accelerate our growth. In 31 other countries around the globe, Asia Pac and EMEA, we have trained uh, reseller and distributor partners to sell our product. Now, and then in North America, we have uh, in-state uh, resellers as well. So the combination of investing in our own, own organic growth, coupled with getting operational leverage from our channel partners that, that are delivering solutions to customers, gives us a lot of confidence that we can meet the demand uh, and accelerate our growth. And as Kevin said, we, we have a plan here that we feel very confident that we can, that we can make or beat um, it's a conservative plan. And, you know, the team that's that's uh, leading this company, we've done this before. We've built and scaled global companies uh, in both physical security, but also cybersecurity and analytics and software. And we have a blueprint to grow for the next five years that we feel very, very confident that with good execution, we're going to be able to uh, achieve our numbers. Perfect. So I, I want to try to wrap here. We also have a question from the chat that I, I really want to get to. Um, my, my question for, for you, Peter, would be, you know, competition. Are, are there any big competitors out there? Um, and if so, you know, what's the key main point that sets you apart? Yeah. 
So there's a um, a $20 billion TAM to go get. Only $2 billion of that TAM, Chris, is, um, is regulated. So think about aviation and professional sports. The other $18 billion TAM is our company's greenfield, but they're not using technology today to keep their venue safe. So there's a really, really big TAM to go get. Uh, we're disrupting the old analog technology or metal detectors in those regulated places. So people are taking those technologies and pushing them in the closet. But the big opportunity, as we've as we've mentioned, is is bringing uh, this safe, frictionless, uh, touchless experience to all the other venues that really wanted and needed. And we're excited about that. And nobody else is doing that today. We we believe we have a, a couple year advantage over anybody. We want to extend that technical advantage to a market advantage and get thousands of systems out to tens of thousands of customers. Um, and that's this capital will help us do that. Perfect. Excellent. And then right. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm going to jump Go in ahead. here. I got one last question. It's it's about a vertical possibility. I see it here on the investor deck. I see Uber stated. And this is really interesting to me. Is there any way that the technology can be adapted to vehicles, Peter? Adapted to vehicles? Meaning that maybe instead of a walking through the metal screening, you're just getting into the vehicles and the screeners are placed on both sides of the door. And what would we be protecting, Mitch? One thing I've noticed is that with ride sharing, one of the things that you never know, especially let's say if you're the driver, you never know if someone's getting in your vehicle with mm -hmm. a weapon. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and this is something that just stood out to me. Like, yep. this could be something major. Do, do you think you yeah. could have a possibility of getting into that? You know, look, the the capability of sensors sensors are getting more effective and more capable smaller more discreet uh, almost by the day and advances in artificial intelligence are changing everything right so so you know today we haven't seen a use case for that but i think that's an important thing for us to go look at and find other use cases with other different kinds of sensors that we can make venues safe and if the venue now becomes a car um, boy, if that's a, if there's a real need for that, we we certainly want to do it. The reason why Uber is on there, uh, Uber, as you know, um, has uh, sites all over the world, but they have these green light hubs that um, Uber drivers are allowed to come to if there's some kind of grievance, uh, a rating grievance or a payment grievance. And sometimes those drivers come in and they're angry. And uh, Uber has 100 of these sites in North America, and they want to use our technology and are using our technology to make sure that when people come there, they're coming there in a safe way. So that's how we're working with Uber today. But we do have a strategic relationship with them. And if that could translate into helping those vehicles be safe, boy, we'd love to do that as well. And if there's anything we can do technically to make that happen, we'll certainly investigate it. Awesome. Great insight there. Um, you know, last question, we're going to pull one from the chat. That's something we like to do here on SPACs Attack. So, so I know in the investor presentation, Six Flags is mentioned in there, but we have a question from uh, Connor Invest asking about that other theme park company um, that Mickey Mouse belongs to. Any comments, Peter, on, you know, I know Evolve had some uh, news out last year 
um, with some Disney tests. Anything to add with a possible relationship between Evolve and Disney? We're not at liberty to talk about every customer that we have. In fact, you put up a list of some of our customers, but there's a whole group of other customers that we can't talk about. But for anyone who wants to take their family anywhere in Orlando into a theme park, they'll, they're going to likely see us a lot. Great, great answer there, Peter. We, we appreciate that. And great question, uh, Connor Invest out of the chat. So, so gentlemen, thank you for joining us again. We have Peter George from Evolve and Kevin Charlton from Newhold Investment. The ticker is NHIC. Thank you so much to both of you for taking time out of your busy schedules to join us on the show today. No, it's great, Mitch and Chris. Thanks very much. We love Thanks, it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you guys on. We'll have you back. We'll look great. Thank you. Thanks, Mitch. All right, guys. Hey, well, you guys heard it there on the SPACs attack. So definitely, hey, if you got some value out of that, definitely smash the like button. Hit the subscribe. Let us know how we did. Give us some comments. Give us some feedback. You know, one thing that Chris and I try to do is definitely improve on these interviews, whether it's including aspects from the investor presentation or trying to go more in depth and asking some in-depth questions that maybe we can get some answers to. So definitely smash the like button button down below hit the subscribe and without further ado chris i don't know if we can get through the whole bracket today let's, let's try but, to get through what we can get through uh, today. all right all right let, let me go ahead it, it, you guys go ahead put in a put in a one if you guys want to just go over this interview or put in a one if you guys want to do the march spackness south bracket so let's see, let's see. One or two, one or two. One, we do the uh, SPACness. Two, we just go over this company. I, I would rather go with the, what the chat wants. So you guys let us know as I'm pulling up this in case we need it. All right, I'm seeing some ones already starting to roll through there. So let's touch a little bit on our SPACness. Let's get into it. All right, so first things first, I'll go ahead and I'll put this on the screen here. Uh, Chris. Um, I'm going to zoom in a little bit. You guys let me know if you guys need me to zoom in some more. Um, you guys heard us talk about this uh, yesterday. So really, these seeds don't don't really determine anything, guys. It's just some fun to have some fun and, and talk about some specs in, in a different aspect. So let's go ahead and let's get into it. Without further ado, first matchup, DraftKings versus Gemini here. So that's a DKNG and Gemini is let me let me GMTX. Thank you, thank you, Chris. So guys, press one for DraftKings, two for Gemini GMTX. I I don't know if this one's going to be very close at all, but let's see if we can get some uh, votes to roll in again. One for DraftKings, two for Gemini. I, I'm seeing some ones out there already. Uh, you know, I would have to go one as well as we are, of course, talking March SPACness. DraftKings going to have a very good week and weekend, um, you know, in sports betting. So looks like the ones have it there. All right. All right. I didn't think there was much battle there. So I'm just going to go ahead and highlight DraftKings here. Move down towards a bit a closer battle here, guys. This is a pretty close battle here in the eighth and ninth spots. We got Car Lots just came out with the earnings. And then we got Alster. And, and you guys heard about Alster. Um, J-Mac, shout out to J-Mac out there. Uh, he, he talked about this one last Friday. What do you guys think here? What do you guys think? Car Lots or Alster? I mean, I, honestly... Uh, this is close. This is close. But what I think is, 
is long term. Uh, I'll let you guys know what I think here, but let, let's see one or two, one for the car lots, two for the Alistair. What are you thinking here, Chris? Yeah, you know, I was trying to wait to let a couple. Yeah, I wanted to wait in, too, but, but with with J Mac, you know, coming on the show when I missed last week, um, you know, I did watch that interview and his his DD on Ouster sounds pretty good. Carlots has dipped since that SPAC deal went through. You know, I, I'm gonna have to go a two here for uh, Ouster and uh, support J Mac. All right, all right. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I know it. I know it. This is a battle, but at the same time, I see the twos rolling through there. Can't blame you. Alistair takes the win here. Let's keep going. Next up, we got ChargePoint and BM Technology. Um, This one, I don't know if it's going to be that close of a battle here, but I know which one I like. What do you think about these, Chris? Yeah, so we have ChargePoint, Charging Infrastructure, and then we have BM Technologies, which is uh, mobile-first banking. Um, You know, full disclosure, I own shares of ChargePoint. I have for a long time since it was SBE. So again, guys, one for ChargePoint, two for BM Technologies, which is ticker BMTX. Um, I'm seeing lots of ones roll in. And of course, that would be my pick as well. Um, Charge point. All right, guys. It looks like the charge takes the win there, guys. Takes the win. All right. So charge point. Let's go ahead and keep moving on here. Next battle up is going to be Hillion versus PAE. Let's see who wins here. Yeah. So this is ticker HYLN against PAE. And most of you know how I feel about uh, Hylion. I do own shares still. But PAE is an interesting one. They're a U.S. government um, partner on support and security systems. And I think with this new administration, that's going to be an area of growth. Um, So this one was a tougher one for me. But, you know, so press one for Hylion, two for PAE. I, I would have to go with my uh, my own account and support Hillion, but I also like PAE here. So what do we got, guys, in the chat? I, I'm seeing a mixed bag here, Mitch. Mixed bag, mixed bags, guys. So I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll say a little bit what I would think. I, I have faith in Hillion just because I keep thinking about retrofitting versus new fleets. That's what always and always has interested me in Hillion, and that's what I'll stay focused on. Is I think at the end of the day, retrofit before new fleets. But looks like we got a, a close battle here. I might Man, have to actually count. Close. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot, tie. guys. If you're not voting, definitely hit the one of the two guys. We need you to we determine the vote. winner, guys. We need you guys. We need you. I'm all right, all right, right now. Let's go ahead. Let's. Uh, I, I'm. I'm. I'm honestly. I'm seeing more twos. I'm seeing more twos. Yeah, I'm seeing more twos. I didn't expect it, but hey, we got our upset here. PAE, PAE taking over, taking over. Let's keep going. A hard battle here, guys. App Harvest versus Payoneer here. This one's a battle here, guys. I I tried to make this one close here, as you guys can tell. What are you guys thinking? A one or a two? Chris, we, we had App Harvest, I think, what, last week? What was it? Yeah, last week or the week before. So guys hit one for App Harvest, two for Payoneer. Um, you know, App Harvest also getting the shout out yesterday on Zinger Nation Power Hour from Young Investor. Um, you know, talking about that interview we had with the president, David Lee of App Harvest. Um, looks like the votes are rolling in. I would have to go App Harvest, you know, based on that interview that we had. But I'm seeing a mixed bag out there. 
All right, guys. I, I'm I'm seeing some twos, seeing some ones. Uh, let's see here. This one's a close one, man. You guys, go ahead. Get some votes in there. Get some votes. If you haven't voted, go ahead and get the vote in. Let's see what happens here. This one's this one's a battle, just because uh, I think you know direct revenue. I'd look at Pioneer. You know, just S A A S service there. Um, but then you look at App Harvest, and the future is looking bright. So we'll see what happens with this, guys. Looks like we we got a really close battle. I'm counting the votes right now. That's how close it is. Yeah, it looks close. Looks like one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with one app one. harvest with the win here, guys. With the win, tight win there, guys. Texas Tech moving on there. All right, guys. Next battle up, we got Fisker versus Verti. This Fisker versus Verti. Uh, what's going on here, Chris? Yeah, so this this is an interesting matchup because you have two different industries. We have Fisker FSR electric vehicles, and we have uh, Virtiv VRT, a software company. Um, you know, trading in the $20 range now. So hit one for FSR, two for uh, Vertiv VRT. Um, I'm going to let a couple of votes roll in, but it really shouldn't surprise anyone since I do own shares of Fisker. And it was one of my top picks for 2021. I would have to lean towards Fisker. But also Fisker's had a nice run up this year. So can it keep the momentum going from now? until the end of the year, you know, so that is a, a key important thing to look at now too for performance, but holy cow, I'm seeing lots of ones roll in, Mitch. All right, all right. Well, you know what that means. We're getting frisky with Fisker today, baby. Getting frisky with the Fisker, man. Let's keep moving on. Let's shift forward here to shift and playboy here. Let's see what happens here. Let, yeah, this, who who wins the battle? This is interesting. Shift SFT, you know, online car sales once again. Um, so it has dipped below $10 post merger, 866. And then we have Playboy trading at 16. Playboy, a well-known brand, but really trying to shift their entire business model, you know, from the old uh, business that they were known for, really to focus on some, um, you know, uh, sexual health and possible treatment options going forward. So to me, I, 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 you know, Playboy is well known, but the doing a whole business shift, I just don't know. I, I would have to go shift here. Um, a one. And so I'm going to go ahead and, you got me? I think I might. I don't know if you guys lost me or, or I'm still alive, but I'm going to go ahead and say shift takes the win. All right, guys, we got one last battle before we get into power hour here, guys. So let's go ahead. MP materials versus multi-plan here. So let's see who wins this one. MP materials or multi-plan here, guys. What's going on? Do you guys hear me? Am I alive? We, we hear you now, Mitch. We lost you for a second. So guys hit one for ticker MP, MP materials, rare earth mining, or a two for MPLN. That's an insurance billing health uh, company, uh, a Churchill SPAC that has fallen all the way to $6.15. So this one almost seems like an unfair matchup, but it is a two against a 15 um, you know, one for MP, two for MPLN. Don't get those tickers too confused. Um, 
I, I would have to go a one here for MP Materials uh, and shout out to James Latinsky for coming on SPAC's attack months ago to talk about rare earth mining. Yeah, guys. I mean, if you missed that interview, you you definitely could have learned a lot about MP materials while it was at a good price, guys. So uh, I definitely seen the ones roll through there. So MP materials wins again. Looks like we only got one upset. I know that everyone said that it was one. There was one upset. Uh, so that that over Hilly guys over Hilly on there guys the 13 seed there so that's our south bracket guys we'll be moving forward as we move closer and closer towards the final four the elite eight and sweet 16 we'll be going more in depth into these companies and doing a little bit more research for you guys telling you more about revenues products and things like that but definitely smash the like button if you guys enjoyed doing this little march spackness if you enjoyed the interview or if you overall just enjoy SPAC's attack, baby. Now let's go ahead and let's get into the power hour. Power hour is next. We're going to go ahead and be wrapping up here, guys. Chris, what do we have for the rest of the week? Yeah, so real quick, guys, just want to hit. We do have ticker NBA, No Not National Basketball Association. NBA is a SPAC oh, taking Airspan public. We have the CEO of Airspan coming on the show tomorrow for another exclusive interview. And then on Friday, we have Daniel Cohen um, talking about COHN, an exciting SPAC out there. And then, guys, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Power Hour coming up now. Exciting guest. I know I'm excited. They have carparts.com, ticker PRTS, an exclusive interview. So you heard it here, exclusive interviews on Benzinga all day long. Guys, don't go anywhere. Smash the like, subscribe to the channel, and let's keep going. All right, guys, before I get on out of here, Thomas is asking if we're going to go ahead and send out the chart. What we're going to do is once I remake it here after we get the first round done, I'm going to go ahead and include this in the SPAC newsletter, guys. So if you don't have the SPAC newsletter, look in the description, grab that SPAC newsletter, and we'll see you there, guys. All right, like always, guys, we'll see you next time on the SPAC's Attack.